Oh, dokels. I always say that. I always say that when I sit down. Do you? Well, not that particularly, but I always say like some sort of okie dokie. Okay. Is this about where I had it? I think it is. Probably. Uh, I gotta get my mic. You know why it is that you say okie dokie? It's because you're a dorky okie. You're a mm. fucktard. <laughs> <laughs> and no creative insult to it. Nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, notes. Welcome to the Justice Losers Podcast, where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies and TVs and comics. I'm your host, Preston Dorn, as always, my delightful co-host. Fat Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Awesome. What you been up to? That was too smooth. I don't like it. Wasn't well, it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as this is another one of our patented backup episodes that will be patented. released. <laughs> no one else is allowed to do backup episodes. It'll be released at some indeterminate time in the future. Uh, I can say anything I want. And I'm going to say Half Nelson, which is a movie I actually did see recently. Cool. Um, it stars... It's a guy named Nelson. It's just half... No. <laughs> and it's not even like a, a perfect half, like straight up and down or like straight up the waist. It's kind of like... It's a little zigzaggy. Like they got about three quarters of his head, but like one of his legs is completely gone. Yeah. The other one's just kind of in shreds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about his uh, journey to recovery after his horrific injuries. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually about uh, Ryan Gosling, who teaches uh, history at an inner city middle school. And is wildly addicted to cocaine. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's so what, one of those movies. What's the half Nelson come from? Is it like, there's like a wrestling, wrestling involved or something? No, nope, there's basketball involved. He coaches that the girls basketball team. nothing to do with half Nelson's though. Nope, it really doesn't. Like half Nelson's like I, I was. It's a, it's wrestling, a wrestling movie. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's not even mentioned really in the film. Interesting. Yeah. It's very artsy. Um, it's pretty good, but it's, it's very artsy. It's, um. And kind of the story centers around him and uh, this this girl in his class who discovers his drug habit. And they sort of have this weird friend relationship where, like, he's trying to protect her because she's kind of falling in with the wrong crowd. Her, okay. Because her older brother was a drug dealer. You said, like, weird friend relationship, and I thought I was about to go, like... No, it's nothing real, like, like, it's okay. nothing like that. Like, they... <laughs> They don't even really go into any anything in that direction at all. Okay, which I think I think is good. It's tasteful. Yeah. Um, except the whole teacher addicted to drugs thing. I'm is... really curious as to how Half Nelson became because like yeah. songs will do that occasionally where like the title of the song has nothing to do with the like the actual story of the song mm -hmm. and Bartok, it's just like one line. Bartok string quartet number three and C sharp minor. It doesn't Dude, even exactly. have a key signature. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even have a key signature. What? No, it's, key it's, it's pretty atonal. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. You weird classical face person. Yeah, probably. Classical anyway, face. Anyway, yeah, so it's it's pretty good. Um, So it's like, it's like him trying to protect her because um, the Anthony Mackie, the guy who played Falcon, Mm -hmm. is her brother's best friend and her brother's in prison and so he's trying to play the older brother but he's also like a drug dealer uh, um cool. but then like cool, but... really she has to protect him because he is addicted to drugs and uh hmm. just kind of putting his own life into a bit of a downward downward spiral and who'd you say was the star was ryan gosling ryan gosling okay yeah and he's he's very good he's cool. always very good yeah um the uh, the reason oh, i watched yeah. it if you know what i mean oh yeah yes i do <laughs> yes i do uh, i understand what that eyebrow gesture <laughs> um so the reason i watched it was because it was written and directed by the team of uh let me i'm gonna get this wrong probably uh anna Bowden and ryan fleck who 
you have not heard of. Nope. Actually, you have because I've mentioned them before on this podcast. They directed Mississippi Grind, which is a movie I've talked about before, uh-huh. uh, which I really, really, really like. And they're also the team that is going to be doing the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. Oh. Yeah. That's their breakout role then. Yeah. Role. I mean, they've been... Job. This movie came out like 10 years ago. More uh-huh. than 10 years ago. Um, so they've been doing kind of a little more artsy type stuff. Not, But nobody heard of Joss there. Whedon until he did... Avengers. Yo, people had heard of Joss Whedon because he really? did Firefly. Oh, that's true. Well, probably just from the media behind it, the or the uh, trying to like get Firefly back on back. And Firefly talking. had a pretty big following, and he yeah. was well, he was also the Buffy the Vampire Slayer guy. Yeah. So like he wasn't okay, a that's fair. huge mainstream name, but he was much. What about more the Russo of, brothers? No, they were nobodies. See, and that's kind of what yeah. I was talking about. Like, yeah, they're, he's yeah, they're. They're probably closer to Joss than that. They don't exactly have the same cult following because they haven't made sort of these yeah. hit things. But they've made a whole bunch of, well, not a whole bunch, but a few really good movies, it okay. seems like. So um, I really like their work, and I'm excited to see what they can do with a superhero movie. Cool. So, yeah, there's that. All right. Well, what I've just been up to is I finished The Tick, finally. Oh, hey. It's the yeah. Amazon Prime that? Uh, thing that came out four years ago. <laughs> i restricted us to releasing this in 20 2022 well then i shouldn't have said they were working on captain marvel i should have said they completed captain marvel and it was a tremendous success oh watch it be garbage yeah no <laughs> <laughs> uh so the tick is actually like really really funny um it looks funny it uh it makes fun of superheroes so much and it, he's got like the tick played by ray park Mm-hmm. also known as Darth Maul. Right. Which is, I don't see it actually at all. He's so much older. Like, I know his voice is different because, like, someone else voiced Darth Maul. Right. Which is also, weird. Darth Maul had, like, one line in the entire movie. Yeah. So. He had two lines. You imbecile <laughs> <laughs> Um But, uh, no, he, uh, yeah, he, like, it was really funny how he, like, makes fun. Of, he's the, he's kind of Superman's personality, the, personality to the extreme where it's, like, can do attitude and also super naive. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his amnesia, so like, and they didn't really explore his past at all, which okay. is good because there was a cliffhanger, as a six episode thing to see to like test the waters. Okay. Um, so I'm ninety nine percent certain we'll get another season. I'm pretty sure they're already working on it. Probably. It oh no, like it, had a it did say new se- new episodes coming soon. Okay. So they've probably already finished filming and they're about to release it yeah okay um but it's it's really funny i can't say that it's for everybody there's some stuff where it's just like this is really fucking dumb like and i wasn't thinking that but people would absolutely think that okay um i'd say i can't really compare it i don't know how it how it uh stands up to the original tick show Mm -hmm. Uh, i need to go back and watch that I don't really need to. I don't need to do anything. Fuck you. This is my life. Don't tell me what to do. Preston. Man, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that was very, like, self-confrontational. <laughs> um, no, but it, uh, it was really funny, and I highly recommend it to people who like who like superheroes, which is probably anybody listening to this. Probably. Um, and also kind of are, like, self-aware like, of kind of how goofy superheroes can be. Mm-hmm. Um, the So it's sort of Deadpool light? Yes. Okay. I would say that. Uh it's it's not self-referential. Okay, uh, so it's not like fourth wall breaking yeah. and stuff like that. But okay. it's it's funny, it makes fun of superhero tropes, stuff like that. Okay. And it also yeah. has a lot of the uh it has Overkill, who is the uh like not really villain, he's kinda 
he's the Punisher essentially. Okay. Say. Kind of an anti-hero. He's mm-hmm. uh uh there's the the scene that you can see on the trailers where Overkill and uh uh the Tick are having the conversation meanwhile Dot and uh Arthur who's the gray kid, the awkward mm-hmm. gay kid and Dot his sister. She's like, "You lied to me." And then Overkill and Tick are like, "Uh, we're trying to have a fight here." And then they keep talking, and Tick's like, we could try have a fight over to there. And Overkill's like, no, the moment's passed. <laughs> Just kinda, um, and the relationship between Overkill and his, uh, I think it's murder boat. It's a, um, okay. It's his, it's his boat, and it's it's like an AI. It's a fully uh-huh. uh, self-realized, I think is what you call it, AI. And it's like, it, he throws some lines. God damn, I keep bumping this wire. Yeah, we're, in, we're sitting in a new setup today, so if we're bumping into things and generally being klutzes yes that's, that's because of that that's your fault listeners uh, it's all you <laughs> it's your fault <laughs> um but it's got some lines that you wouldn't expect in a show or a movie it's just like over here going shut the fuck up <laughs> it's really funny so yeah i'd recommend that i spent way too long on that that's okay it was funny i finished it last night i, I watched the first three episodes forever ago and then mm-hmm. got back. and it's it's not a movie it's not a show that if you come back to it after a while you're lost it's Okay. It's got a pretty basic storyline to it, and that's just because it's six episodes. You can't get too deep right. into it. But okay. all right, that's all I've been up to. Okay, got so, any news? Um, yeah, right here in uh, 2022, uh, it looks like that um, they are finally going to do that Green Lantern movie that they've been talking about since <laughs> like 2012. <laughs> um, uh, with they've... the uh, with the new uh, with the new Indian. Uh, character that can't that dc right. released two years ago that exactly. was cool like sh- showing some more uh diversity yeah also i just really like if dc like executives listen to this i really just force them to do there's no indian characters now that i think about it like, like not native american because there's definitely like native Indian, american Indian. but yeah okay now that i think about it, i'm sure there are but they're like really minor characters but i think that i think green lanterns would be a good place to do that because that's where they got their uh uh I think she's lesbian. Uh, they're like Lebanese and Muslim characters. Mm-hmm. They threw those because Green Lanterns is a really good place to put uh, diverse characters because it's a diverse core. Of, right. D- the rings don't focus on, oh, you're white. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because John's too. Anyway. Right. That joke went too long. Yep. And also followed our MO of making a joke and going serious with it. Exactly. Sweet. All, All right. right. So backup episode. This is We're Creative Volume 2. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna throw some of our little, little we're gonna we're gonna be creative right at you right gonna, at your, right at your ears. <laughs> you're gonna get so creative. <laughs> uh, so I have, I mean, I I, I guess see, you can go first. Okay, so I've got three different things, and I will I will go through first one first. I guess. Okay, I think, I think that makes sense. And we're kind of fl- we're flipping the tables this time from the last time because Matt's got the funny ones, and I've got some serious ones. Right, mine so. have become a little more serious, but they started out as funny concepts. Okay. So. <laughs> that's just my nature as a storyteller i guess that's our mo it's yeah what we do we all right make jokes yeah okay so i have an origin story for you is it never mind i had a joke then i realized in my brain that it was not gonna work okay so that's just good ignore keep what it, i keep said it back in your brain people don't need that <laughs> <laughs> okay so um there's a history professor at a college and his name is harold otis do you know what that's a reference to Harold Otis. I do not. It's essentially uh, Herodotus, who was a famous Greek historian, but oh, made into just a normal nice. American sounding name. Yeah, I was very nice. proud of that. Look at look at me. Making, shouldn't be. Making, oh. 
I was making a great classic reference, though. No, that was really cool. It's, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. My second name reference is much better. So oh, I will leave you hanging good. with that for a second. I am absolutely hanging by my toes. Oh, yes. It hurts. I know. So much. What's <laughs> <laughs> in my head? Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> so this guy, Professor Otis, is a, he's a history professor, and he gets asked along on an archaeological dig to help do some consulting, because he's, he's fairly famous in the history world. Mm-hmm. And he gets separated from the group, stumbles upon some sort of magical artifact, which gives him superpowers. Wow, this sounds a lot like the cheetah's origin. Okay. Minerva, Bar- Barbara Minerva is an archaeologist that stumbles upon an ancient artifact that gives her superpowers. I think there's a lot of people that stumble <laughs> on ancient artifacts. Yeah. <laughs> superpowers. It doesn't even, I, haven't even, I haven't even decided what the artifact should be. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just some ancient artifact or mystical dust or some spirit of the tomb or whatever. Yeah, it's just a stick someone found and, like played fetch with their dog <laughs> yep yep so he gets he gets the superpower and his superpower is the ability to see all of history oh but he can't yeah. influence it no he just he just sees it and so the way i figured this would work is like his memory sort of works in reverse so the stuff nearest to his present day is much less clear, much like how an ordinary person would remember stuff mm-hmm. uh, near to their present day. But as it gets farther and farther away from the present day, he's able to see more of it and more clearly. So when you get back to, say, like a hundred years ago, he can basically just view anything. Yeah. So is it kind of, uh, not not necessarily this totally, but like, is it kind of like a, a, a growing uh, radius kind of thing where like he can only see like, the the incident that happened with him directly but then you can kind of see more of the world that happened at that time yeah and so it eventually just expands to where he can see everything past a certain point in the past is it interplanetary um we'll restrict it to human history okay just for the sake of brevity so how would this be helpful is he a villain he's a villain right right how would this be beneficial to him as a human well so it makes him really intelligent because he can basically oh, access all of this anything. information yeah. and he's seen all these things and he's naturally just a smart guy. And so he's kind of got the hardware to process it. Yeah. Um, but the problem is it doesn't really change anything about him normally. He's still just a normal guy and the human brain isn't built to process that much information. So he kind of goes crazy and he like is perpetually compelled to, to just unload all this information on people. So... <laughs> <laughs> i know I, I know where you're going to the for the for, uh, fuck i know where you're going with this because we had this conversation and the way that you actually like made this physically like made this actually happen is fucking hilarious i'm glad this is I'm glad awesome you appreciate this so he starts out just trying to go back and teach at his college and he's just an absolutely fantastic professor because he has a he, first person exactly, view of yeah. everything in history but he needs to tell more he needs to tell more people and he's uh-huh accosting random people on the street to tell them the exploits of the first settlers of Iceland and just oh my God, the random, this is... this random stuff. And eventually it becomes a thing where people won't listen to him. He's kind of thought of this crazy guy. So he starts like breaking into people's houses and tying them up and forcing to them, make them <laughs> listen to him lecture about history this for hours so on awesome. end. <laughs> oh my God. I can't remember. Did we, were we recording when we kind of like made the basis for this hero? I think Ooh, we did. I think maybe. I I think we started the joke and the like we only got to like he's a history person yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, ties that's people right. up. Right. And the fact that you had a full story to it. Oh wait, and a this reason... is just the backstory. I haven't even gotten to the Holy story yet. Holy shit. This is amazing. <laughs> 
So, oh, it's so good that you write books because you can <laughs> actually do this. <laughs> so anyway, so he's he's kind of just going around doing this and uh, being a, being a problem, but not really attracting any superhero attention. It's more just local law enforcement. Yeah, like, why would like, Superman? Right, exactly. <laughs> but here's the problem. A new superhero appears who has time travel powers. Oh, no. Oh, God. So. This is glorious. <laughs> so. Here's the thing. This this guy, he, he has time travel powers. I need to come up with a name with it for him. My, time traveler. My mixed spacey face. Honestly, mine was Clockman, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, my God. Time traveler mixed spacey face. He discovers maybe he has some sort of, uh, I don't know, particle physics accident and starts having time travel abilities. And so it starts out and he can just travel like a limited distance back or forwards. And mm-hmm. um, it's it, it's not really anything. But the problem is, in this universe, when time travel occurs, it results in a split timeline. So in the there's the old timeline where the time travel didn't occur. And then the new timeline where, where it did occur. Yeah. Now the historian, who is our, our main villain here, perceives all of the timelines. Oh, Fuck. So as this guy starts as as Clockman McSpacey Pace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, like that's a better name that Marvel has Power Man and DC has yeah. Power Girl. It's just yeah. like I am a girl with powers. I am Power Girl. <laughs> better than naming exactly. her like Tits Girl because like you know the whole story behind her, right? No, I don't. The uh, brief tangent. Sorry, I'll, we'll come back to you, obviously. But uh, the. The the art the the artist of Power Girl realized that the editor wasn't actually reading the comics, mm-hmm. so he made her boobs progressively bigger and bigger and bigger every issue until they were just like <laughs> inhumanly huge. <laughs> and then the editor was like, "Hey, what's the deal with this?" And then he like brought it down. That's why she has huge boobs. That's hilarious. It's because like the the artist was like fucking with the editor. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, they didn't I just like it. sexualize her like because she's a girl. Well, I mean, I mean kind of is, it's but comics. like, yeah, but like that's why she has big boobs because the editor, the drawer was just like, "You're not paying attention. Let's see how we can fuck with him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the story behind that. Yep. Anyway, so anyway, this this time traveler he starts being able to travel farther and farther back in time, which results in just exponentially growing timelines that the historian is able to perceive more and more clearly because mm-hmm. it's a greater distance back or forward. So, can he perceive the alternate timelines version of him? Yeah. So okay. he he just he sees all of the timelines, and so you imagine the ideas would just get all jumbled and like, yeah. you don't. So it's driving him crazy. It's literally just driving. Oh, can you him imagine crazy. if a guy held your family hostage and started telling you about something that didn't happen? Yeah. Like the fall of Rome that happened like 300 years after it actually yeah. did. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This starts <laughs> happening because of the fractured timelines and stuff. And so he has to like make it his mission in life to take down this time travel guy. And hmm. so he's just an ordinary dude with, um, with basically all of the intelligence in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even know how he's going to do it. I've just like got the yeah. setup. I don't yeah, know. Do, I don't yeah. know how he's going to execute it, but you should develop a universe I'm... called the metaverse. Cause you've also, I know you got the other powers, uh, the other things for recreative and you should just like converge that into your own like universe. Quality comics. Quality. Yes. Let's do it. We can do it. <laughs> uh, oh, when awesome. this episode's released, it'll probably actually be there. Yeah, it'll be a thing. But anyway, we should, do it. Yeah. We should find some people who can draw like comics. Honestly, yeah, learn how to do it. Not, not the worst fun. idea in the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Except if if it happens and this releases in 2022, it might already be out. So you heard it here after it happened. Yep. <laughs> Man, 
I thought time travel was just for the comics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay. that is that is glorious. All I right. love that. Okay. I'm, I'm so you. happy that like All right. <laughs> I, we we have this. We discussed this in the car on the way back from the episode that we kind of like came up with that. That mm-hmm. like I'm really good at coming up with just like basic kind of concepts of things, mm-hmm. and then you're good at like flushing them out okay. in like fantastic ways. All right. All right. So mine, obviously, I've got my serious things. I'm gonna start. Uh, so I've got three potential ones. I don't know if I'm gonna get to all three of them. Okay. So I also have three, but I've I've given one of them. The second one's going to be pretty quick. Okay. So. Uh, I'm going to give you an option which one you want to hear first. Uh, you can hear the Martian Manhunter movie I have uh, thing. Uh, well, no, I'm just going to say this one real quick. Uh, a Trinity movie. Uh, that would be a good... Okay. Uh, it, I don't have anything about it. Uh, it can be similar to the way the New 52 Justice League starts. Mm-hmm. Sort of a way that Batman vs. Superman works where... Uh, no, no, not really, because it's not happenstance that they all show up at the same time. Because that's how the Justice League starts in the New 52, is it's just happenstance that okay. they all just, like, happen to show up at the same time. And they're like, oh, hey, there's this 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 guy that's the side of darkness. <laughs> ah, see what you did there. <laughs> and they all fight. But, like, that'd be, like, a really cool kind of, like, they're, they don't know each other. And that would be a good way to start the DC universe. To give the core three, instead of going, like... Superman, Superman and Batman are fighting, throwing Wonder Woman in there, mm-hmm. including everybody else, and then Justice League. Mm-hmm. Like, that... It feels artificial. It feels artificial. But, like, instead you do kind of, like, one movie of each of the three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you can keep Man of Steel in continuity. Absolutely keep Wonder Woman in continuity. Mm-hmm. Make the Batman movie, and then do a Trinity movie, where that would be an okay time to kind of, like, maybe reference that there's other people in the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this... this guy that came out of the water and he now he's around thinking he's the king what the fuck's with that that's weird but that would be really cool to have like a trinity where they're uncomfortable with each other but then they in the movie they develop to be the best friends that they are mm-hmm. and yeah. the sexual tension that's between wonder woman and bat or superman mm-hmm. in every alternate universe wonder woman and superman get together like at the end of it's kingdom come stuff like that new 52 right. does it yeah but yeah no that's i just kind of think that that's a good way that you could do that because everyone knows the Trinity. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So do a movie with them. Don't yeah. throw in the cyborg and the... People know the Flash. And like Aquaman bit. that people don't know. Right. Give us give something us some... good to get our footing. Give us something that we're familiar with. Like yeah. People didn't really know uh, Iron Man. People knew Hulk. Yeah, people knew people Hulk. People knew Iron people a little knew bit. Captain America. People knew Captain America. It, they started with more what we're comfortable with, and then they threw in like Black Panther and like Ant Man, Ant Man. Like, well, I mean, even in Avengers, they threw in like uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, the two right. that we didn't know at all. Right. They just kind of threw them in the mix, and then there's these characters. Get used to them; they'll be around for a while. Right. So, so that's that's okay. kind of the way I do it. That, right. That's the way I do it. Um, Apocalypse Burger with a dark side of fries. That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> And it, it, uh, I thought of that like at the beginning of your whole spiel when you did like the, the side, side of, of darkness. darkness. <laughs> I was waiting for you to take a breath so I could sneak it in there. <laughs> oh man, it, it's kind of funny because in uh, in Kingdom Come, there's like the superhero themed cafe where everything's like the uh, truth and justice mm-hmm. basket or something like that. <laughs> that's great. All right, that's that's okay. what I got. All right, um, idea number two. Uh, this one we also discussed. I basically just have a character. I haven't really worked out a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
This is C.D. Dominic, and he is a basically just a street hustler who discovers at a young age that whenever he is in a game or a competition, somehow he wins. So, okay, so I see where you got Dominic because Latin of mm-hmm. uh, Dominare, I believe it's, no, it's a noun, so that would be like Dominus. I, I just it's, took the dom, dom yeah, prefix. Okay. Dominus is Dominic master, and, master and lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's typically used for someone who wins everything. Mm-hmm. So but where did I get the CD? Uh, can destroy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's CD from winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> Told you I was more excited about this thing. Oh, man, that is glorious. Chicken dinner, Dominus. Or yeah, Domin- was it not, Dominic? Dominic. Dominic. Yep, that's not as... I mean, it's not actually chicken dinner, but that's why that's the initials. Gotcha. It's probably just like Charlie yeah. Daniel or something. But yeah. but yeah, so basically he's he discovers that he can win at anything, any competition. Mm-hmm. So he always wins at Monopoly. Um, if he plays something like chess where there's no luck, it's, he just knows what the right moves are. He understands. So it is, it is his skill that he, he doesn't necessarily, it's not just like he happens to win by some sheer luck. No, if, I mean, if it's a luck game, the luck goes his way, uh but like he also, he's just given the skills necessary to win the game. And does he, does he retain those skills or does it kind of come back to him next time he plays chess? It comes back to him the next time he plays the game. It's, it's just strictly a, once he begins the competition and there's some arbitrary magical rules that define what the competition is that Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Um, as soon as it's an actual competition, then he gains the ability to win. Gotcha. No matter how. Okay. And it's impossible for him to lose. Yeah. So basically he has kind of a rough upbringing and leaves home as a teenager. And um, so what he does to make money is he goes and he like goes to casinos or uh, poker games. So kind of figuring like he could just yeah. get loaded from going to But the problem gambling. is like you go in and you, you win a few times and they start to look at you sideways and you have and to you get win out. all the time. Yeah. So he's got to be careful. And he can't. Well, he can't lose. He yeah. physically cannot lose. He has to win. Uh-huh. So he can only go a few times, and then once suspicion starts to get raised, he has to take his winnings and skip town, go to the next place. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of just on the run, drifting about all the time. Does he... I feel like there's a kind of, like, part of the story where he begins to, like, understand what the boundaries of winning in a casino is. Mm -hmm. So he, like, knows that, like, oh, it's it's this amount of money. I am $100 short of that. I'm going to call it now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He starts to understand, like, when they'll catch him. Mm -hmm. Like how many hands of poker he can or how many games of poker he can win or before it gets suspicious yeah yeah yeah. okay and um so i don't i don't have a story worked out for him beyond he just kind of goes out and he sort of starts learning how to use this power to survive but like i'm i'm very intrigued by this these sort of thematic ideas of he has a way to support himself and to survive but he has no incentive to basically become a normal citizen but this also forces him to kind of be on the run and mm-hmm. live this transient existence that has to be really miserable mm-hmm. and so i'm just intrigued by that dynamic yeah and then there's also the this is the thing that we discussed earlier is if he gets into a fight then he's going to win the fight yeah because it's still a competition uh-huh. of sorts there's a win and a lose yeah yeah and so um like if he's if he decides to fight Superman for whatever reason, just this ordinary guy decides to fight Superman, Superman just gets randomly pelted by a meteorite with kryptonite. Yeah, something weird. <laughs> ha- like if if it's that level of competition where it's utterly absurd for him to win, something absurd happens, but he wins. Yeah, and so if he's able to get into a fight with someone like that, he can win. And so maybe. 
here's an idea. What if he's recruited by the government to fight supervillains? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you need to fight the supervillain because then you can beat him. And it's just like he he's unbeatable. Or what if he's recruited by bad guys to fight superheroes? Should it be? I feel like it needs to be that, like, the other person has to agree that it's a competition. He can't just outright instigate a fight. The other person has to agree that this is a fight. Like, not really, a, like, physically say, but there has to be some sort of, like, Once their mind agreement. acknowledges that they're in a fight or something like that. Yeah. Like, so, like, he can't he can't use the, the uh, uh, element of surprise because then he doesn't necessarily guarantee a win because the other person's not really competing in a surprise. Right. So, but, one, but like, so his, if his element of surprise attack fails and then the other person's retaliatory strike fails, then they're in a fight. Yeah. And so it's a little risky and they kind of have the, whichever secret organization recruits them has to. You'd have your work cut out, out for you that. when people go, why don't you just, why doesn't a person just like walk up and shoot a, shoot him with a, oh no, if, if someone tries to shoot him in the head with a gun, the gun would like misfire or something. Well, no, it's not a competition. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if they just yes, they have, he's like an ordinary person that they have yeah. to protect from assassination. Like, yeah. if he's just that's going, true. if he beats Superman in a fight, and then later that day he's walking down the street, and Superman sees him and just kind of flies above him and then plows him thirty feet into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> he's, he's not even no, he wouldn't plow him thirty feet in the ground. He'd plow him into the ground, and then he would just be kind of like at like the ten foot level, and then like the twenty foot level, <laughs> like yep. just pieces of his body would be like kind of throughout the ground. Yeah, no, if Superman wanted to do that, well, it's not a fight; it's just Superman, Superman is smashing. It's a person, yeah. yeah and so that would happen so it's kind of this he has to be careful about his enemies who he chooses yeah. and so if okay. he gets recruited then the secret organization has to protect him because yeah. he's a valuable asset mm-hmm. so, ass yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, so there's some story ideas there i haven't yeah. really gotten into how to develop it but there's there's some ideas yeah there are yeah all right um so i'm gonna go into my serious one the man martian manhunter noir. i'm excited about this so i was thinking that like how would how would warner brothers kind of integrate martian manhunter into the we can't call it the dceu because they literally outright said it's not called the dceu five years six years ago uh, <laughs> um so can we call it the dcu w i e dc universe which is extended there you go <laughs> the uh i'm not even gonna try to pronounce that so the how how can you make a martian manhunter movie in the same universe as superman without people going what the fuck it's just two supermen one just happens to be from mars right because they're the same martians in this all of a sudden yeah they're the same story they're the same person they're an alien they're the sole survivor of their planet sole survivor superman not really not really um and they have all these superpowers that can make them pretty much unbeatable. Like, Martian Manhunter is more unbeatable than Superman, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, except if you just hold a torch to his head and he goes, right. ah! Um, that's that's what he does. So how do you make this movie? And I figured a really cool way to do it is to not make a superhero movie. It's mm-hmm. to make more more of a noir movie that's not centered around Martian Manhunter. Okay. Um, so what it is, is there's... Uh, uh, there's cops, or you could use Argus, since they exist in this universe, mm-hmm. that need to figure out what this green alien is. That's uh, like that he's around. He hasn't uh, he hasn't post posed a clear threat to people. He's just kind of this superhero that's kind of doing things and like mm-hmm. does random little incidents. Like if there's a break in, he'll jump in and stop the guy or something like that, and then he'll leave. Okay. Um, 
but they know that he's there. They don't know who he is. They don't know what his power set is. They don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So obviously it'd be better for Argus. It's, it's this guy that could be a threat. Mm-hmm. And so naturally Argus takes it as a threat. Right. Um, so it's, it's centered around kind of the main, uh, the, the main, uh, detective that's trying to figure out who he is. Uh, and the main detective, I don't have a name for him. Gim uh, Jordan. Gim, Gim? Gim Jordan. Gim Jordan. Sounds good. It's Jim Gordon, but. <laughs> <laughs> so Gim Jordan, uh, he, he's the main detective. He volunteers. Like, he's like, I want to figure out who this guy is. He volunteers for it. Um, so kind of as the story develops, Martian Command Hunter's saving people and he, he does it in a way that, and it confuses the cops why he shows a different power set every time. He's, he's showing the people that he's saving what he can do mm-hmm. so that when, when the cops or when Argus or the cop, the detective goes to kind of uh, interview people, they're like, yeah, he did this. He had laser vision. He had, he had telekinesis. He literally told a person something or he like read their mind or read my mind or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's got telekinesis. Uh, so this guy, like this guy's super power, so super powerful. So as it goes, he's like, this guy's getting ridiculously powerful and he starts to understand the power set. Um, and as it goes, the, the, the detective can't just can't get close to him because he's always just too late. Like mm-hmm. he gets a tip about where he might show up or he like, uh, he starts to see an MO of like where he go, like what kind of crime he goes to stop. So he sees something that's coming or they he stages the, it. They have the big map of the city with all the pins. Yeah, and exactly. Drawing lines yeah. and find the pattern. Exactly. Um, so he like, he, they might even stage, uh, a crime that he would stop. Mm-hmm. And then he just happens to miss him. Like he, he walks in there like he just left. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> and then, so as it develops and then the kind of the, the last, like the kind of the last thing is like, there's a, there's a big crime. There's a big thing. It's, it's further than him, his MO, but Argus takes it seriously. Uh, and it's beyond the, 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 uh, the investigation. It's just something mm-hmm. that they need to, they need to investigate themselves. So they go, but something happens to, Gim Jordan's family, uh, his, his, uh, his wife, uh, what was it? Uh, shit. Garbra, Garbra Borden, (laughs) his wife, his wife and his kids. She would have a last name that's just different, but just slightly, just slightly different. Um, but, uh, so he has to go do that. And then they go in the, the team goes in and then there's Martian Manhunter Mm -hmm. and they're like, holy fuck. And then there's like an exchange where, uh, it's like, I'm not a threat. I'll, I will, uh, what the fuck's it called? I will, I'll, uh, cooperate. I'll mm-hmm. answer any questions you have. Here's my backstory, blah, blah, blah. And then everything settles. Argus leaves. And then, uh, then like the leader of the team is like, all right, someone find Gim. Like mm-hmm. we, 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 we can close this case. And then you see Martian Manhunter walk around the building and turn into Gim Jordan. And then, Whoa. yeah. So it turns and, and like I wanted to say at the beginning, it's, his name was actually John Jones, uh-huh. but like the whole time he's been him, which explains why Martian Manhunter's been showing his powers. Mm-hmm. So he lets people know that he can shape shift and like, uh, and like control people's minds or not control, but like read people's minds. He tries not to control, but he has tele- uh, telepathic powers. Mm-hmm. So that would explain why he's always gone when people show up because okay. he's aware when they're going to show up and leaves okay to them so they start to kind of develop like these this is why we never see him Mm -hmm. and then this is why and like 
uh, something happened with uh, with I'm gonna call him John Jones now. John, John's family, mm-hmm. and they explain it as for Martian Manhunter to not be caught by him, he did something to the family mm-hmm. so that he couldn't show up. Okay. And there's there's always like that little explanation why, like you never see Bruce Wayne and Batman in the right. same room, stuff like okay. that. And that and that's what it is. Is he's been that's why he volunteered so he could kind of control it. Uh, okay. So he's the leader of the team, and he's kind of holding him back. It's like he's all just right. controlling them enough. Yeah, and okay. he, and he's not controlling them telepathically. He's controlling them with his authority. Right. So that's it's kind of a noir. It's okay. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, like I was really that. proud of that one. Yeah. I like those little like. I've, I'm like the I'm the modern day M Night Shyamalan, except for the M Night Shyamalan's actually alive and is the modern M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I'm Great the future job. M Night Shyamalan. I like those twist endings, but I don't make bad movies because I haven't Not made yet. movies. <laughs> so that's that's that. Okay, that's, I like I like yeah. that. I like that. So that's right. that. So if someone wants to make it, uh, Nick made a joke that if someone makes that short story of like the prison thing that I mm-hmm. talk about, uh, then I can sue someone because. I obviously created it and I have the podcast to show for it. Yep. So this is my, this is my proof. Uh, I rest my case and I'd like to call someone to my state. I don't know how long, I don't know how. Say thank work. you, your honor. Thank you, your honor. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Preston, for calling Preston to the stands. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's that. That's my thing. All right. Uh, okay. I've got one more here. I've got to got to get us into the right headspace here okay stop clapping you're not helping i don't know actually how much that's picking up because both of our mics are directed outward from where i'm clapping right so it could just be like really soft like <laughs> it was pretty loud in in the real world here actually i don't know how how that picked up so it could have just been like it's just like silence <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway Matt, got, oh shit i just closed my notes nice all right time one million A.D. Place. Earth. Title. Squid Squid Squad. What? Squid Squid Squad. Squid Squid, squid Squad. Squid Squid Squad. So is it like a million A.D. because like the world's been taken over by water and squids? Sort of. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, I think this came from a mispronunciation of Suicide Squad. I think. Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. I seem to recall that. I also... That was also fake. I that reaction was fake. I knew that I knew this yeah, was coming yep. because yeah, we were playing a card game of a That's decent right. card game. That's right. And like Suicide Squad's like overpowered if you have more than three of them. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it's just Squid Squad, and then it just kind of developed into Squid Squid Squad. <laughs> so anyway, I have I have a story about of Squid Squid Squad here for you. Okay. So um, humanity wiped itself out. Uh, think that i'll have the way that happened was they genetically engineer a virus or something that basically kills everyone oh good oh shit um and so almost at the point where they'd wiped them out um the virus also mutates mollusks so squid and octopuses to make them super intelligent they're already they're already showing some pretty cool signs of intelligence um like now they are like in real like life. Like now they are, yeah. Oh, shit, cool. Like octopuses are starting to live in communities where oh. they used to be solitary animals. They're starting to hunt on land. Speaking well, of what? Which, yeah. Pause. I have a video to show you. That's, I am not editing this. <laughs> God damn it! Show me right, later. I, I don't want to edit later. this. <laughs> um, so anyway, octopuses and squid. That's terrifying. Yeah. No. Fuck. Yeah. Just imagine like what is it? Mega octopus versus like 
Robo Dino Shark or Dino something. something like that. Whatever that movie is, it's like real life now. Yeah. Um. So octopuses, they basically just hide from humanity. The squid, because they have like giant squid and colossal squid, they're a little more aggressive, and they start like grabbing boats and taking them down to the ocean. Yeah, they realize they have the colossal squid, and they're like. We win. Fuck humans. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, humans are gone. So well, fuck everyone else. Yeah. Well, humans are humans are about to kill themselves. And this, like, the first version of the virus, like, gets loose and it mutates the squid, and then the second version gets loose and kills all the people or something. Oh, okay. Something like that. I haven't worked out the details exactly. Yeah. But humanity get wiped out, and so the squid have been like stealing technology because they've been grabbing boats and taking them down and building stuff with the boats. Uh-huh. Um. And so once the humans are wiped out, the squid and the octopuses uh, kind of devolve into all-out war. Oh. Um, and it's... The the infamous Squawktopus War. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Great Squawktopus War of... One million forty-two. Exactly. <laughs> so um, the they eventually reach a truce. The octopuses move entirely on the land, and the squids retreat entirely to the sea. Can they live on land? Um... We'll say they've evolved okay. at this point because they're showing signs of early evolution towards that. Maybe Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're if they're going on land for short amount of time to hunt, imagine a squid coming on like on land and in, like in Japan, mm-hmm. and they just see a whole bunch of people eating live squids. That's a mass squid murder. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's where the squid squid squad comes in. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Not quite. <laughs> so um. They kind of form this uneasy alliance. Um, the squid mostly just stay in the ocean. Occasionally, they'll raid like an old former human coastal city to try to recover bits of technology. Uh-huh. Um, I really like the the concept, sort of setting wise, of having a new civilization in an old, more technologically advanced place. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to take the pieces of the technology that are still existing and exploit those and mm-hmm. build their own society. Um, so the story starts... Kind of like Fallout. Fallout yeah. does that. Yeah. Okay. So the story starts when the octopuses find a pocket of human survivors hiding in the mountains in like a top secret lab. It's just a pocket. Just a big old pair of jeans. Yep, that's they it. look it's, at and they're like, why are humans in a big old pocket? <laughs> octopuses don't know about pockets. They don't have pants. That's true. You silly. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't. we don't know that in a million years they could. In a million years they could. Could just have really big pants yep. with a bunch of legs. I think they'd look a little silly on the comic page. So in, in Squid Squid Squad, <laughs> the the official licensed comic of quality comics. Oh man, if that if that fucking like if we do this and there's a Squid Squid Squad, someone's gonna make a, like a hentai fan like a fan art. Oh yeah, yeah. That, oh yeah. That, that just gives it to them. Oh yeah. It's just like here you go, just tentacles. Yep, the tentacles <laughs> will be given to them. <laughs> oh god anyway right. so they find this pocket of humans that um survived partly because they were in this facility that they were able to lock down and then they were able to go outside because it's a genetic engineering facility and so they were able to alter their own genomes to protect themselves from the virus okay. basically give themselves an immunity yeah um very comic booky i know but yeah, well like, i mean a, squ- a squad of squids yeah <laughs> oh no 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 not a squad of squid a squad of squid squid Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. I have yes. no idea where you're going with this. No. So, um, soon after this, the, the octopuses and the humans are kind of like, they don't know what to do with each other. The humans are basically trapped and could be imprisoned and murdered and eaten for all they know. Uh-huh. But the octopuses haven't shown any hostilities yet. Um, so, during this time, a squid defects to the octopus sides. <gasps> and dun, dun, dun. I know. 
he reveals that the squid are plotting a full-scale invasion of the land. Oh, Wipe out the octopuses squid or enslave them. Exactly. <laughs> There's going to be so many words that start with a squid. <laughs> yep. So he, he reveals this, and the, the octopus leadership is like, okay, well, this is this is a thing. We need to go see if this is this is true. So they they send in a, a team, a covert team of octopuses, to try to see if this is this is true. See what's going on, mm-hmm. and they don't hear anything. Radio silence. They assume that they just got wiped out. Oh shit! Because squids are better adapted for like open ocean fighting and yeah. stuff, and they've also okay. been living down there and building defenses and yeah. their whole secret Death Star type facility and all that stuff. So they don't know what's going on, and they're like, okay, well, we have no way of knowing if this information is legit, if they're actually going to attack us. Um, We have no way of knowing uh, when the attack will be. Uh, We don't know what happened to our previous team. We need to send in just something better, something that's not going to get wiped out. So this is Squid Squid Squad. Squid Squid Squad. So they enlist these human genetic engineers to take some captive squid and genetically engineer them into uh, what I think of as... A squactopus. So, okay. So think about how squids are perceived by humans. They're this these weird alien-looking monsters that uh-huh. are kind of terrifying. Well, that's offensive to squids. Yep, it is. You jerk. I know. They it's can okay. think we're, we're ugly things that walk on their walk on our weird tentacles with bones in them. Well, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, so what the humans do is they manipulate these squids into something that sort of gives that same impression to squid themselves. So there's these they're these sort of monstrous half squid creatures that um are just terrifying and alien and lovecraftian and all that stuff um and they are basically designed to do to function better in the water and be this sort of crack team um and then they're also like basically built to be completely brainwashed in service to the octopuses yeah and so then the story concerns these squid squid um and their their top secret uh in uh incursions into the the squid base and trying to figure out what's going on and they start out sort of as mindless drones but then they sort of become self-aware of like they're they're they are these monstrosities that were created in Mm -hmm. a lab and there's all these questions of who am i why was i created and fun stuff so why is it called squid squid squad because they appear as squid to squid as squid due to human so they're like the squid for squid they're they're squid like to the squid eye Okay. They are, yeah, they're sort of this terrifying thing to the squid eye. Okay. This terrifying alien thing. Yeah. All right. I get it. Yeah. And so they, they go in and they and they do some shenanigans and some top secret uh, ballyhoo and <laughs> cahootsing. <and laughs> <laughs> I ran out of funny words. <laughs> it's like in other words that are of the similar... In the same vein yeah, as that, those. On the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, it's it, and then the story is just kind of about them sort of becoming self-aware. And are the octopuses really the good guys? Are the squids really the bad guys? Complex, tense alliances. And eventually, will there be all-out war? Who knows? Yes, because we need a sequel. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should, like, they should kind of transcend, like, the the greed of the squids or the octopuses and kind of be like a a peace broker but not necessarily like a peace broker but kind of like kind of taking out both sides 
in like they're tactical about taking out both sides of okay. like the kind of the warmongering leaders and stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, maybe they go rogue and start trying to secure peace by assassinating people. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. Sort of a rogue assassin squad. Yeah. I like that. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Cool. I got one more thing. It's a relatively small one. Uh, it's actually kind of a serious thing. It's very, very based on, uh, not really, it's not based on, it's something I came up with and was, oh, wow, that's a lot like Man on the Castle. Um, so it's, uh, it's World War II, or not, it's not World War II, it's, it's present day, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just normal, normal life, and like, it's just, it shows just, there, there's nothing different. Except the squid. Except the squid. A squid. Oh, keep, man. They keep coming I'm on. Lo- they keep coming on the land. <laughs> no, but so like it. I have no idea how it will like develop. I don't have anything like thought out about this, but uh, follows a main character who is similar to what's her face on Man of the High Castle that like stumbles upon this thing, mm-hmm. and then it, it develops into this huge thing that, uh, like shit what is uh, oh no i have it okay have a different written but i flipped it in my mind so i'm just gonna go with it it's the same kind of thing all right so it's it's normal day but they stumble upon the fact that the nazis and like the axis powers actually won world war ii Mm -hmm. but everything we know is just american propaganda Huh. Like, like the American government is under control of the Nazis and the and like, uh, like basically the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Like the whole world's under control of the Nazis, but they in fact won the World War, but we don't see them anymore. Weird. And then like, so I guess it, uh, I didn't really think about this kind of relating it to present day stuff, but the Nazis that are coming out is maybe that's kind of where it goes. Like we we see these like Nazi groups that are so starting to happen. They're doing like global scale societal engineering to make yeah. perfect conditions for them everywhere possibly okay yeah so like it, it you just see like and like all the the nazis that we say coming out kind of recently mm-hmm. uh, i'm not going to say a cause because honestly it could not be that cause for right. all we know um that's actually like these defects that are coming out and then like so you have the nazis that are like nope stop you're making too much of you're making, making too much of a splash mm-hmm. people are starting to see that we're still around there and like so there is like Hitler didn't die, blah blah blah. It's, mm-hmm. Well, I mean he's probably long dead now. It's similar to Man of the High Castle. Which well, was I mean unless they they like I don't know keep well, him alive got the mon- secret Nazi scientists. Yeah, if they've got the money, if they've got the money and the power to, to like literally have the entire world on propaganda, like they control. It's kind of the Illuminati ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, they the just, Illuminati. Like- <laughs> that was a weird sound for me. Yep. Well, anyway. Bleh. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's just like kind of exploring the, what if, what, kind of what if the Illuminati exist in a way, but like they, they won an all out war mm-hmm. and they now control everyone and it's like, and they, well, it could honestly be a perfect society. Mm-hmm. Like we could say that. And that would get me a lot of flack, like that the, get the writers a lot of flack, oh, but yeah. honestly, like there's been worse stories out there that like kind of explore what if one power controls everything mm-hmm. and they are a society and they are engineering society. So like, um, I don't know how I would wing making the Nazis good guys because if they made a perfect society, they're not necessarily bad guys. Cause it could, I could make it so that it's not present day. Mm-hmm. Like, well it's present day, but it could make it. That's not what it is. It's just like a perfect society. Right. And like, 
and even even there's not even like people that disappear mm-hmm. like it's just everything's fine okay and it could be like the reason it's fine is because like there's no war because anytime like let's say fucking uh india and uh, give me a uh, and chad for some reason are like they're i don't know <laughs> okay i don't want to actually make like political commentary all right today, it's but, like, an the, alternate timeline these India two countries have long-seated rivalry <laughs> these two are starting to butt heads and then like the the nazi power like take them and go all right what the fuck's the deal and then they explain it and they're like, all right here's a solution everything's fine we've got the money you're poor you're trying to get money from them so we'll just give you the money we've got the money and they just solve crime like they solve war okay. stuff like that Hmm. And, and and like I said, like I want to emphasize that it's not like oh it's secret it's it's like perfect society because like if someone starts to talk they go missing no they just it's fine huh. everything's great you just sold me on the new world order <laughs> <laughs> well I mean there you go it's a it's a new world order that and like at the end of it it's like they figure out they plot out the whole thing that it actually is and it's like it's fine. I mean, because uh, it's you still have free will, like kind of like the leaders don't have free will, right? Because they're the ones who get well. They could have free will. It's just like a really smart one leader that happens to be Hitler. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird, man. <laughs> that's that's weird. It, I, you you could probably change it so that someone else won, and it's not the literal fucking Nazis. Like there could be a war that happened in the nineties, maybe mm-hmm. that happened, but. Who knows? Yeah, Chad won. Chad secretly controls Chad the world. Chad secretly controls the world. So whenever they in India butt heads, they're like, I win. <laughs> you better lose. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. There's that. Mm-hmm. So that developed from a World War II. On my notes, it says we won, but it's a world that is like in Man in the High Castle. Mm-hmm. So like Nazis and stuff control, but everything's like propagandized. That That's kind of what that was. I remember what it was. Okay. Uh, I like that concept too. The Nazis pretty much hijack all media that that's what it was so we were winning the war but in order for the nazis found out a way to win by not actually fighting they hijack all media irreversibly and like just spread propaganda that they won and huh. everyone's like fuck well we lost and then they kind of come term come to terms with it over the course of about 10 years and then that just becomes society weird so I they like that. they were losing and then they just like we won and then everyone just fucking believed it and then huh. they won that way that's really interesting so those are two different stories that came from the same point yeah fuck yeah i'm amazing nice. <laughs> <laughs> just like you did like the total success kid thing right there you're like did like the the one the, fist, the fist <laughs> yeah. in the face yeah <laughs> so that'd be kind of cool that'd be another yeah, thing yeah, yeah. i'd be like a not necessarily a watchman-esque kind of thing but Similar-ish. Similar-ish. Not really. Alternate history. Yeah, it's kind of a mix. It's, it's very broadly like Watchmen. It's kind of a mix of like alternate history with uh, like you know, Man in the, Man in the High Castle stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. I mean, that could honestly. I haven't seen the rest of Man. Have you? Have you seen all the way through? I'm season caught two? up. Yes. Okay. I've also read the book. So that's is that actually how that turns out? Um, don't spoil it for me. Just say no because there could be so many. Don't tell me how it turns out, but that's not the way that turns out. That they won by propaganda. Okay, good. Because I don't. I, At least if it is, they haven't revealed that. Okay, is the book the, well, the book is the book. very different. Oh, the book okay. is just vastly different. Okay, cool. 
Because I don't want to just, like, basically say Man in the High Castle and spoil it for me by creating my own story. <laughs> Imagine if that happens. Like, you're just that'd like, be really funny. That'd be really cool if this story happens. And then you're, like, watching a show or a movie, and you're like, this seems very familiar. Oh, fuck, I know how it ends. And then it ends that way, and you're like, damn it! <laughs> That's a great, like, story in and of itself. Like, a guy, a writer who, like, writes stories or something. or And then it always and happens. And then it appears, and he, like, sees it, and, it, it like, someone writes a book, and it's exactly what he was thinking. Or someone makes a movie, and it's exactly his story. And then he becomes a criminal, and he, he gets mad, and he has to offload all of his created ideas. So he holds people hostage and tells them all of his ideas, and then they see the movie a week later. Yes, that. They're brothers. <laughs> Oh, I like it. Yes. <laughs> it's Harold and Gerald Otis. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's all I got. That was really good. All right. I'm proud I, of a I, lot of our we ideas. Are, we are very creative. 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 <laughs> we're, yep. That's it. That's us. Oh, man. We need to get this comic thing we going. Need, we need to get this quality comics great. under. Yep. That'd be awesome. We need to find art. See people, we need to find people who can. Well, honestly, I think I could write. I could be a writer. Because a lot, be a, writer. a lot of the you are a writer. I am a writer. <laughs> you pub, you've published something. You published your book of poems. That's true. I did on Amazon. For go ninety nine cents. Go purchase that book. Yeah, probably don't. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably don't. <laughs> but uh, no, like I all the comics are a lot of the comics I read. They'll have in the back kind of like how they structure, mm-hmm. um, like the writing, and then there's like the sketch, and then there's like the penciler, and then there's the inker and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I have think... you have you read? Um, the Will Eisner's book or Scott McCloud's book? No. Okay. Does it tell how comics are made? Yeah, it's kind of about sort of the process. Okay. And I've how researched they're... how comics are made, mm-hmm. so that I probably got it, but I should probably read those I mean, books. Those are then... kind of the two like big texts on okay. how comics are made. And... How big are they? Like textbook textbooks, or are they like they're like 150 page, 200. That is page. 149 pages too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it goes into interesting like how they use different panel sizes and shapes, and okay, it's yeah. it's it's very serious and um uh like. I don't know. It's, I don't want to say dry. Eisner's book is kind of dry. McLeod's is more interesting because it's done kind of as a comic. Oh, cool. Sort okay. of like it's, it's all comic drawing, but it's, it kind of goes into like how different art styles work. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it'd be worth for you, worth it for you to look at. Okay. Uh, yeah. Audience, you can expect that to be my what you've been reading five years ago. Yep. And what you've been up to. <laughs> what you've been reading? Well, I've been reading it, so yeah. I guess that's kind of... Okay. But yeah, all right. Well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shalst we? We shallst. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our silly creativity. Don't stop listening now. I'm going to start saying this every time. No, <laughs> it's going to ruin it then. Yeah, people get used to it. Yeah. So you, you can you stop, can stop listening, listening if you want. Don't stop listening, but you can stop listening if you want. Yeah. Don't, but you can. But we will tell you about our... Well, I mean, honestly, like, if you don't... If you want to stop listening real quick... Tell us ideas you have for stories, and then we'll yeah. flush them out and steal your ideas. Exactly, and we won't credit you at all. Uh, we will absolutely credit you. Yeah, it's to, true. If you have something cool, we will We will credit we will you all credit the way, you. so yes. that you can sue the person who's... God, I keep bumping the cord! <laughs> so, that you, so that you yourself can sue the person that steals your idea, inevitably. Exactly. Which, like us. Perfect. You'll sue us. Probably. It'll be awesome. Yep. Hey, uh, uh, bad, bad publicity is... Or any publicity is good publicity. That's right. So if we get sued, that's putting us in the media. Exactly. Woohoo! Sue us. Don't. But do. Do, but don't. I don't know. I don't think I can afford a lawyer. Sue us for like $10 and just like... Of course, when this episode's released, maybe I can afford a lawyer. True. Sue us. 
Yes. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, like and subscribe there. Leave a comment. Tell us all of your fantastic ideas. Tell us how terrible you thought our creative ideas were. Or great. Or great. If you want to boost our egos and then keep us quiet for a little yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to stroke our egos a little bit, then go for it. <laughs> it's <always> um, good. <laughs> Follow us on SoundCloud and do the iTunes thing. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Where you and can rate also us on iTunes. That's always good. Rate us on iTunes. Apparently, that's the thing that you're also supposed to do when I say do the iTunes thing. Yeah. So do that thing as well as the main regular iTunes thing. Yes. Uh, what was I saying? Facebook and Twitter. We're on there also. And you can leave your, your comments that you were going to leave on YouTube, except you don't listen on YouTube. So it wouldn't make sense to leave the comment on YouTube there. Yeah. That was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. Um, yeah, uh, you can suggest to us what we should talk about in future episodes and uh, just talk at us about all sorts oh, our, of pop culture our stuff. Our Twitter and... is at Justice Losers Pod, by the way. Yep, that's I don't know if we said good, that yet. But... That's probably a good thing that we've. I have. I said that forever ago on our actual episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a backup episode. It's going to come out in five years anyway. Yeah, so, I like, need to start saying know. that in We're our famous. actual episodes. We're famous by now. Oh, hopefully. Yeah, clearly. Hopefully. <laughs> or we're like less famous and like we lost all like the 23 subscribers we have. We have like two. Mm-hmm. We're just talking into the void, man. <laughs> yep. And it's just us. Yeah. We're the only two subscribers. Yep. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Anything else you have to say? Nope. All Thanks. right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.